Hey, what's up? Matt Sutton here, and welcome back to Mastering You, the lifestyle performance podcast that helps inspire, educate, and motivate people to reach their full potential. Hope you've been having a great week. Uh, it's been a busy one at LPT. Been lots of team building over the last few weeks at LPT and getting lots of people ready for a big New Year start. And on that topic of of a new year start and looking at your your training regime how you're living your life this solo cast that i'm doing today so just a shorter episode just with myself no interviews today um is on what i am calling the number one most neglected form of exercise okay so after your metabolism this form of exercise accounts for the largest amount of calories burnt in a day some people are doing it a lot. Some people aren't doing it at all. And I'm actually going to give you an example of how whether you are or you aren't, you could actually be losing or not losing up to four pounds a week. How would you, what would you do if you knew or how would you feel if you knew that there was a form of exercise where you could lose four pounds a week? It didn't involve any dietary changes and also the exercise was actually super easy and it didn't require high intensity how would that sound all right okay so let me get straight into it i'm building it up it is a bit of a trick question i'm going to grant you that i am talking about what's known as neat okay neat stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis or in this case training so non-exercise activity training what does non-exercise activity training mean it means all of the things that you're doing when you're not either eating sleeping or in the gym okay it's basically all those other hours i'm gonna actually um spend a little bit of time just breaking those other hours down just to see what just to show you actually why neat is so, so powerful for your weight loss goals. Okay. So like I said, neat is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Uh, according to Dr. James Levine, the Mayo Clinic researcher who first described this phenomenon, um, it can actually vary by up to 2000 calories a day between two people of the same size, right? That is, I, I just found that out yesterday and I was like, that's incredible because when you look at that stat, okay, 2000 calories a day, and that's just by being a bit of a fidget, basically, it's just moving around a bit more, being on your feet a little bit more, basically like humans were designed to do. No surprise that since the 1980s, when I was born, obesity rates have more than doubled. Okay. Now, obviously a big part of that is the a big contributing factor to that is the poor quality foods in our society these days, more people eating takeaways and processed foods. However, just look at society. How many jobs were more laborious jobs compared to today? You know, life in general was more laborious. You actually had to walk or even drive to the shop and walk around the shops to get your shopping. Now you can just click a button and it comes to your door. And, you know, Amazon wasn't around back in the 80s. We actually had to go and walk around shops to buy stuff. We couldn't just do a one-click Amazon Prime and get it to our door. So all of these are contributing factors. Really, society 
as great as it is and as convenient and we've never let's face it and let obviously we're having tough times but we've never had it so easy that's actually working against us and just going back to dr james levine's research you know this this 2000 calorie discrepancy between someone that is quite busy on their feet all day moving around 2000 calories that's 14000 calories per week 14000 calories per week i mean taking into account a pound of fat to burn 1 pound of fat we do know that you have to burn roughly three and a half thousand calories. Okay. So, so that divide that by the 14,000, you're going to lose four pounds a week without making any dietary changes. So this is something that, you know, and, and I'm kind of doing this for many of our members, people starting the program. I want them to start thinking about their daily life. Where can they get those extra one to 5% of movement? Where can they batch their movements? Where I'm going to go into some, some actual strategy and, and some tips on how you can do this. But I want to just stick with this just to really get the numbers clear. Um, so I've actually broke down the maths of, of the average person, okay? Just so you can see why this really is what I'm, what I'm calling the single most neglected form of exercise for weight loss. So an average week, there are 100 and 68 hours in a week 168 okay and out of that 168 on average we spend roughly about 90 minutes a day eating 12 hours per day sitting either at our desk you know at work or in your car driving to work or in your car driving home uh eating um sitting on the sofa binge watching telly or netflix Okay, so that's where the 12 hours on average comes from. And then added to that, we've got our sort of seven to eight hours per night of sleeping. So you add all of that up and you're looking at roughly 56 hours per week of sleeping, 10 hours per week of eating. I'd say that's probably a little bit more, but let's let's err on the side of lower and 84 hours a week of sitting down. That's roughly 150 hours per week out of 168 where we're either eating, sitting, or sleeping. We're basically not moving. So that opens up just 18 hours, okay, of opportunity to get a bit of a wiggle on, get moving. But actually, if, if you deep dive into that, particularly looking at things like those 12 hours of sitting, okay, maybe we can actually increase our neat, okay? And just, just going back to that, that those stats, 150 hours a week of either eating, sitting, or sleeping. So if you are someone that's currently, you know, one of your goals, let's say, to lose two, three, or four stone in weight, you can hopefully see why this idea that we can override all of this inactivity and calorie consumption, and this idea that we can just go to the gym and exercise three or four times a week, for three or four hours a week and that's going to be enough to counter the 150 hours <laughs> of sitting eating and sleeping you you can start to see where i'm coming from right we, we're just kidding ourselves guys let's be honest three if you're hitting the gym and this is something i've noticed more over the last sort of five or six years is we we sort of as a society if we've been to the gym three or four times 
we feel like we've ticked the exercise box that week. But I know from so many of our members, you know, and it's no, no fault of theirs, but they have really sedentary jobs. They're sitting down all day. Their, their job doesn't require them to do anything else because maybe they're on the computer, they're on the laptop, whatever. But, you know, really taking this seriously and looking at how can we actually increase the amount of calories we're burning just by being that little bit more active. So I've got six tips that I, even if you just choose one of these, just one of these tips will really help you get move, get moving, get started on increasing your NEAT. I mean, imagine this, I, I gave you the example of an extra 2000 calories a day, but even if you increased your NEAT, and just managed to get another 500 calories a day. Yeah, 500 calories a day is going to be, you're going to see significant weight loss over the course of a week. You're going to see roughly about a pound a week, okay? And that's without doing anything to your diet. That's without going to the gym anymore. It'd be just general. It could be something as simple as just cleaning your house a little bit more or being a little bit more you know, playing with your kids. But let, let's go into the strategies specifically. So my big one to start with is standing up work, stand up work. Okay. Um, I actually, during the pandemic, I, I barely sat down for the whole pandemic. Um, I was doing a lot of the, the Zoom sessions. But even when I wasn't doing Zoom sessions, I had my laptop converter in my gym. And um, and it was only just recently when I was starting to gain a little bit of extra weight, it really hit me that I'd started to get back in the habit of sitting down working again. So just recently, I've got that laptop converter back out. And just in these first, this first month from doing that alone, not only do I feel more active, am I getting more steps in, but I'm actually, my posture's better, you know? My, I'm, I don't feel any weakness in my back like I started to get that. And this is something that we are seeing so much of as well is, is this sitting down work. It's not just about the lack of activity. It's about what it's doing to your body. You know, how you are conditioning your body to be put into these positions, which are ultimately going to lead to bad back, um, literally no glute activation, tight hamstrings, tight hips. So you really have to work hard to counter against all that. So I highly recommend either buying a full-on stand-up desk, that's going to be quite an investment, but you can get laptop or computer converters that just basically just extend up and, and you can stand up and do your work from there. I, you know, if you've never done it, I'm going to let you know now, it takes a couple of weeks to get used to. The first few weeks, your feet will start to ache a little bit. Your body, you'll, you'll find it kind of a little bit hard you may need to sit down every sort of 20 30 minutes just to give yourself a little rest but that's a sign that your core strength just isn't there and that's a sign that you need to do more of it not that you need to do less of it by the way okay so that will be my my first big my massive tip and i i'm, I'm really passionate about this and um it's something that i really hope to see more in the future is companies investing in their staff to be standing up working. They're going to get so much more productivity. Um, like to see this in, in schools as well. But um, number two is set a step target. So many people these days who have sedentary jobs, 
they're barely hitting three or four thousand steps a day. Okay, so forget about this this golden ten thousand step rule. For some people, that's just not on the cards. It's not going to happen. And even having that as a target is just going to demoralize them, and they'll do even less. Right. So pick it up by two thousand. If your current average step count per day is four thousand steps, set your target to six. I quite like. 8,000. I think that's, I think if you're training three to four times a week and you can get an average of 8,000 steps in and you're roughly about 80 to 90% on point with your nutritional targets, you're going to lead a pretty damn healthy life. Okay. But listen, you know, if your starting point is very small, if you, if you are very sedentary and you have a sedentary job, then just pick it up that little bit. Okay, now how do you do this? Well, set yourself a timer. Okay, get moving every 30 minutes. You know, if you're in the office, take a little walk to around the office, maybe go to the kitchen, get some glass of water. Um, one of our six week clients had just finished and lost over a stone, no, nearly two stone in weight in six weeks. His big habit change was going for a lunchtime round the block walk. And that was, his, his weight was coming off anyway. But as soon as he added that to his daily routine, it just came off at a, a rapid rate. And I've seen this over and over again. The, the thing is, with something as simple as just going for a, a round-the-block walk, people just really, because it's not exercise in the gym, they just don't value it. But it's all about the consistency. It's all about being in that calorie deficit you know, daily, um, but also that the health benefits of just doing that and getting outside and getting some fresh air are absolutely huge. So that's my number two tip is, is get your step target on point. Make sure you are tracking it. Okay. Um, step two, this, this is, again, this is more for the office worker or even if you're working from home, but I'm a big, big fan of the guy that I interviewed on that um, podcast last week, Bobby Light. Okay, and I use the Pomodoro method. Okay, and if you've never heard of the Pomodoro method, you probably want to listen in full to my first interview with Bobby Light, uh, where I share my productivity strategy, which is um, using the Flow State podcast alongside my journal, which is the productivity journal. Um, but basically, in a nutshell, the Pomodoro method is 25 minutes of focused work with a five minute break. And on that five minute break, if I'm working from home, I'll go and do, I'll use that to maybe just go, go and get a, a drink, walk about. Maybe I'll, I'll use my, um, I've got some exercise equipment in my office. So maybe I'll do some pull-ups or I'll do a few, do a little rowing or something like that. And I'll get back to work. It's a fantastic method just to kind of keep you on point rather than just trying to trail through your work and not really getting that into flow. You know, it's just everything's an effort. Um, and just, just even if it's just moving, if you are in the office environment, taking that five minutes to go and just have a, a quick chat with someone, it kind of breaks things up, you know, um, and then get, gets you back in. So that's number three is just that, that Pomodoro method. Number four is more of a lifestyle thing. So just being a little bit more self-aware of how little that you are moving. So for instance, if you are at the office or even at home, you know, taking the stairs at the office, 
that, you know, don't use the lift, take the stairs. Just imagine if every day you just did that one thing. If you've been taking the lift or using the lift for the last year and you start walking up 30 steps a day, that's 30 steps back down, that's 60 steps a day. You know, that's hundreds and hundreds of steps, thousands of steps a month that you are doing, okay, just by making that one decision or choice. And you can do the same as where you park. So par parking a little bit further away from where you are, where your office is or, or where you're going to your place of work. Um, you know, for me, the, the school run is one of my kind of, you know, weekday ways of getting my steps in. You know, I'll do the school run two or three days a week. And, you know, on my non-school day runs, if I'm not taking the kids to school, I do have to be a bit more strategic about oh, how am I going to get my activity in today? I have to be a bit more self-aware. Um, now, in terms of that, that leads nicely onto number five, tip number five, which is batching my routine tasks with movement. Okay, so th there's lots of ways of doing this and you'll probably have your own personal one, but um, I I've got a few. So when, if I'm doing any study work, if I'm doing any kind of reading or listening or listening to audiobooks or podcasts, I'll do that on a spinning bike. Okay. I'll sometimes do that when I'm just in the gym and training on my own. Um, you know, so that's one walking and talking is a good one. So if you, if you're in a job that requires you to do lots of calls, you know, and, and it's a nice day, you know, rather than just sitting down in your office sedentary, why not get out and, you know, go do your calls whilst walking it is possible <laughs> um it is my favorite thing about summer actually is i do a lot of my calls whilst going for long long walks um and, and it makes me really enjoy my coaching calls even more that way and another thing that i do is, is texting and responding to texts and emails whilst i'm on my spinning bike and then you know in the evening one thing that i've introduced more lately instead of just kind of like chilling out and sitting on the sofa watching telly is I'll use some of that time for a bit of mobility, you know? So if I've got some tight muscles, I'll get the foam roller out and I'll work those calves. Maybe I'll open up the hips a little bit. Maybe I'll even hold a bit of a yoga pose. Um, one of my goals for the new year is working towards a full Lotus. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's nowhere near right now. It's tough, but just holding, trying to hold, get, that, um, that legs cross pose whilst watching TV, just to open your hips up. That one thing alone is, is just going to be far better for your posture um, and for your general movement quality in general. You know, and the thing is, whilst you're doing something like that, you don't realize it, but you're burning more calories. You're, you're, your body's having to work hard to get into these positions. Um, lastly, and this is more for, for parents who've got kids, but you know, play with your kids, do stuff with them, you know, rather than just kind of like, and I know how easy it is just to let yourself and the kids get into the habit of them being on their iPads or their screens watching TV. But one of the things that we pretty much do every weekend is we get the kids out for a long walk. You know, we, we get them out in the, in the woods and, you know, for a little bit of a hike. And particularly this time of year through the winter, it's really nice to do that. And it's a great way to kind of just enjoy nature as well really good for your mental well-being as well as well as your neat activity um so because when you think about it just just you know just 100 calories each day 
that approximately works out about 10 pounds lost in a year. So people don't think of like 100 calories as a lot of weight, but it's all these little movements and these little tips that really add up. Um, but just going back to the first point, you know, NEAT accounts for the most amount of calories burnt in the day after your metabolism. So your metabolism is always going to burn the most, which is why it's really important to have some strength training in your program. You know, you want to be holding some muscle mass because your body's going to have to burn more calories as a result. Hooray. Yeah. After that, it is the NEAT. It's the non-exercise activity thermogenesis that's going to burn the most calories. So really maximize that. And then you have the actual exercise and training itself, not to mention the thermogenic effect of food. So this is why we're always talking about eating higher protein foods because your body's having to work harder to break those down. Okay. Um, got a little bit of notes I've made on this actually. So following a diet without any activity. So let me repeat that following a diet without any activity, movement or exercise can certainly lead to weight loss. But for every pound loss, estimates show that up to 69% of that pound could originate from fat tissue, whereas the remaining 31% would originate from the loss of muscle tissue. <laughs> How crazy is that? So you can lose weight without doing any exercise. And many people do. They'll just follow some sort of diet, slimming world or like Weight Watchers or whatever diet. But ultimately, 31% of that will often originate from the loss of muscle tissue. So this is known as what's called the skinny fat approach. You can lose weight, you become skinnier, but it's certainly not a long-term healthy solution. And what happens is you hear your body hits a wall and you start to gain the weight back on. Um, including some form of activity, cardio activity to complement your nutrition strategies can also help you lose weight. But for every pound loss, up to 78% of that weight will originate from fat tissue, whereas the remaining 22% could originate from muscle tissue. So it's basically saying that, you know, cardio will definitely help but you are going to still lose up to 22% of your weight from muscle tissue. Lastly, however, including some form of resistance training like weight training, this is the most effective weight loss method as it can preserve almost all of your existing muscle. Up to 97% of weight loss originates from fatty tissue. This keeps you fit, healthy, and functional what would you rather do would you rather lose weight and lose it from body fat okay um, by doing resistance training your press-ups your squats okay your lunges your planks your sit you know all of these exercises um, or would you rather the weight be lost from muscle mass you know pretty easy choice right but um, using NEAT to help you on the, on the journey. So if you combine increasing your NEAT alongside three, maybe four strength training sessions per week and getting adequate protein, um, adequate, just good general nutrition, getting your, your vitamins and a fiber in your diet, then you're certainly going to lead a very healthy life. I hope this has been useful for you guys. This is just a topic 
this this non-exercise activity thermogenesis is something that's not really talked about enough and when you consider just how many calories that you can burn from increasing your NEAT levels um, it kind of surprises me a little bit so this is why I wanted to talk about today hope you found this episode useful for you uh, this episode was sponsored by Precision Prep so Precision Prep is the company that I use to send fresh healthy foods delivered to my door they are absolutely delicious and awesome for busy people if you want that convenience um, I know I've just been talking talking about how we need to do more but listen you know we also know that if there's a choice between choosing naughty foods and fast food it's much better to have that in healthy forms and with precision prep you can see all the calories, you can see all the macros, and these foods are absolutely delicious. So just definitely check out the show notes to find the links to get your discounts. The first order, you get 15% discount on a £60 order. My recommendation would be the Power Pots, um, but these are only available in the UK, um, just to let you know, guys. Thanks for listening this week. We're going to be back with a... Um, interview episode next week. Have a fantastic week. Take care, guys.